Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 11 of the Chris Rose Rotation here in conjunction with John Boy Media. And our lone position player is back around. It is Miguel Rojas of the Miami Marlins sporting his John Boy jersey. Way to go. Way to go, company man today. Let's do it. Uh, really good to see you again, Chris. Uh, excited about the second episode. A little bit more, com more comfortable today uh, than the first time for sure, but uh, uh, excited to talk to you about what do you mean more comfortable? People loved you. They were like, I didn't know enough about Miguel <laughs> Rojas and all the comments that were shooting up on our our YouTube baseball media channel. They were like, this guy is great. So you, you hit it out of the park your first time, my man. Yeah, I know. But uh, I mean, I, I, I can't I can't lie to the people, you know, like I wasn't I wasn't 100 percent, you know, like fully confident. I was kind of nervous. Oh. First time doing a podcast like this big. And uh, right. I, I really enjoy it. You make it you make it feel uh, that I'm I'm, I'm home, man. You know. well, I appreciate it. Uh, today is the first time we're going to sprinkle in a guest, and it's somebody you are very familiar with. It is your double play combo partner, Jazz Chisholm. And, you, you know, you texted me that he's in. You said, but the man is going to bring some serious swag. So I just want to get all jerseyed up for it. This yeah. is the lone piece <laughs> of swag that I've got is my Big Poppy 500 Homer commemorative necklace. Um Will, will this work or no? I think I think so. You're gonna be right, right. Uh, where where Jazz is, you know, like Jazz mm -hmm. is a guy who always bring the swagger, always have his necklace out, and we wanted mm -hmm. we wanted to be himself, you know. Really excited yeah. to present uh, what this kid uh, brings to the table on the team, on the field, off the field. You know, a lot of confidence, a lot of you know, good vibes from Jazz, and you guys gonna love it. All right. So truth be told, we had to record jazz a couple of days before opening day. And just so that people have got their timeline straight, Miguel and I are talking right now at the top of the show, right after you guys lost your, your home opener, one nothing to the Tampa Bay Rays. But what was it like just being back in a stadium with fans? Was there a different energy in the place on Thursday? Man, yeah, an opening day full of emotions, you know, like uh, from... From early in the morning when you wake up, you you know you play games that it matters, that it counts, uh, and you know you're going to play in front of the fans. After a, a 20, 20 year that it was kind of long, I know it was a shortened season, but I, I mean, you was waiting for a long time uh, to get back on the field and, and and seeing the fans in the stands. It was amazing. The atmosphere in, in Lone Depot Park now, not, not, not Marlins Park anymore. It was amazing. Uh, I mean, I have to tell you about like the feelings that you always get before an opening day, those feelings are never going to go away. Those are butterflies on your stomach the whole morning. You feel like you barely can eat. You know, you can't wait until this game starts because you want to do something uh, uh, on the field, all the work that you put on in the offseason. But I mean, I'm glad that it's over with because uh, I mean, now you can focus actually on a playing in a long season and, and re like refocus your energy just in playing baseball games and, and just trying to win baseball games. So it's it was interesting for me. I was obviously super excited, but this is the first time that I've done this since I started the Chris Rose rotation. Right. And listen, you're a father of two, so you're not going to love your son and your daughter any differently, right? You're gonna right. you're gonna love them both the same. So for me, it's like I've got six kids that are playing Major League Baseball, and I had two of them going against one another yesterday because you were staring down the barrel of a Tyler Glass now hundred mile an hour heater. Mm -hmm. Did you did it even register with you that my God I'm facing another member of the Rose rotation? Yeah, I did, and uh, for us for a second, I didn't I didn't see so many pitches of him. It was just four pitches, so I saw I saw my first pitch. I was trying to get a a, a cheap fastball there, you know, like but sometimes. Uh, 
he threw a hundred, right? But sometimes the first pitch, he trying to get a strike and it's not a hundred, it's 96. And I got a 96 my poor hour, but it was like kind of opening and I kind of jammed myself and I hit a pop-up. But uh, uh, Glasnow was on his game yesterday, man. Like, hey, I can't even tell you, like, he was barely unhittable. He was uh, almost a no-hitter through six innings, whatever he pitched. The only hit that we gave him is, is a ground ball to third base. That if Yandy Diaz throw the ball clean to first, it's, a, it's an out. So he was on his, on his game yesterday. It was really fun to uh, to go against him. But, uh, I mean, I don't want to see him again in a long time. Hopefully, <laughs> I, I don't see him again this year. So it was hilarious because you said, you know, usually he throws 100, but I got a 96-mile-an-hour heater. Can you guys tell the difference between 96 and 100? Yeah, of course. Uh, that's that when when he's when he's up to uh, ninety eight and plus, you like you can like you don't have that much time to react. You know, when you have a fastball between ninety five, ninety six, even ninety seven, you still got a little bit more time to get your head out. You know, when 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 the ball start going a ninety nine, a hundred mile per hour, it's like it miss your barrel way too easy. You know, like it's really hard to barrel a ball when it's coming that hard especially with his angle and the ball, the, the way that he throw the ball, like it's it kind of like this natural cut to his fastball. It's, it's really hard to barrel the ball. So that's why you're seeing a lot of soft contact, you know, and going along with his breaking ball, it's, it's really hard to to uh, to make an adjustment on a 100, 100 mile per hour fastball. Plus, he's got those flowing locks, Miguel. I mean, his hair. I mean, there's no other there's no other pitcher who's got prettier hair in the league than Glass now. So he's like six foot seven, and the and the hair's flowing around. You're like it's almost like a Hollywood movie. Like, dude, just <laughs> enough, dude. I've had enough. I know it's a it's a really good flow right there that he got going for sure. <laughs> he does. <laughs> All right. So there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened uh, opening day around the world of baseball. He had Miguel Cabrera hitting a home run through the snow and then, you know, diving into second because he didn't open and gone <laughs> over the fence, which was crazy. Uh, you're, you're close with Miggy, aren't you? Ah, super close. I've been working out with him the last three or four years, uh, actually spending a lot of time with him in the offseason. I know his character. I know the way that, that he go about his business. I, I couldn't be happier for, for him and for his family that he got the homer, the, the first at bat. You know, after a couple of years that, I mean, he's been just uh, in the Canadian DH spot. Uh, just, I mean, I feel like down years for him just because he's, he, he got us, he got us used to those monster years with 40 plus homers, 120 plus RBIs and triple crown and all that stuff. But I see Miggy just hitting that ball with the wind, the snow. I don't know if it was raining or not. So, and that ball opposite field, his, his signature homer, uh, it was amazing to see. And then the way that he was running around the bases, it looked like a, a 19 year old guy. <laughs> You're going to have to get on him about that. Um, and then something else that was interesting that happened in one of the later games, you had the Astros playing in front of fans really for the first time. And out in Oakland, this is what happened when Carlos Correa got plunked. Carlos Correa is hit. So he'll take first base. And that'll bring up Jordan Alvarez. Well, they wanted to go inside, and the look by Correa, I don't know that, you know, they've got to be thinking about, you know, the fans and their chance of booze and all that, those things happening. But he's got a lot of padding on his left side. All right, so we know the whole story. Um, 
fans have not forgiven the Houston Astros. That they, they players, probably, they probably I don't I don't I don't think fans will understand uh, a lot of the things that players does. You know, uh, we got the opportunity to talk to them. You know, personally, I got a great relationship with uh, his, Jose Altuves. Uh, we hang out together at my place on his place in spring training. Um, and we, we talk about the, the facts behind all that happened, you know, and I know for a fact that they sorry about what happened, you know, and they kind of feel that they shouldn't done that, but it's already done. You know, it's already, already happened and they let it happen. But at the end of the day, I believe that the, those players, if they come to a situation where they're gonna be close to a situation like this again, then they're they're not gonna put themselves in that in that situation. Fans are not gonna then they're, they're not gonna let it go. You know, it's it's gonna be a a bad thing for the sport going forward for a long time. But I really feel the players know better now. You know, even maybe before. Because I never happened, never happened before. Uh, that incident, they they let it happen, but now going forward, we know for sure where the line is. You know, before we know we don't have a rule, we don't have a like people didn't really know what's cheating, what's not. You know, what's like stealing a sign from second base, what is translating the sign from second base to your hitter when you got the sign from the catcher. Then where's the line? You know, where we stop? And something that it happens that I didn't like was they using our technology into all of this because it's not baseball. It's not, it's not what we play the game for. But at the same time, someone, someone has to stop that. And it was that moment where I'm, I'm grateful that it stopped right there because uh, I don't know where it could go um, for a couple more years. I don't know. Okay, so... You said that you're good friends with Jose Altuve. Yeah. And he's been one of my favorite players you know, ever since he came up. I think he was right about everything that's right about the game. It's Jose Altuve, right? Right. Did you have to look him in the eyes and be like, Jose, what, what happened? Because, like, you understand how difficult this sport is. And you know that it's not right when somebody's trying to get an advantage. Like, did you need him to explain to you? Like, dude, what, what's going on? Yeah, like I say, man, uh, we got an opportunity to talk in, per in private, in person, with not just with me, but uh, with a couple more players. And uh, we, talk, we talk about it, you know? Like, he, uh, he was completely honest about, uh, about what happened. And uh, I, I will keep it private, whatever, whatever he said to me. But uh, at the same time, I, I know he was honest with us. And that's why players get to uh, get to kind of forgive what they what they did in in some order, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, it was wrong, you know. Nothing, nothing right, and nothing good about the situation. It was wrong. But uh, I I'm a believer that people need uh, and they, I mean they uh, they can be forgive, you know, a hundred percent. Well, I don't want to get into your conversation. That's between you two guys. But yeah. was he apologetic? Did 100%. He say, I'm sorry. 100%. Yeah. Yes. So that's why that's why when when you uh when you meet up with some with someone like him or any other uh guy that he was part of that team, you uh I mean, not that he played against us 
I think it's a, it was a, you know, it's a big deal when you play against a guy uh, for 16 or more games during a year in your same division. We didn't even face him that year, I think. So, yeah. or those two years. It's, it's a little bit different for me to, uh, to understand, you know, the pain of others. I can only imagine how the Dodgers feel, you know? And all the other players from other teams that they feel that they, they got something taken away from them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. I'm in a different position because I, I, I'm a friend with the guy, you know? And uh, it's, it's really tough. I'm, I'm never going to just give him, give him the back. I'm always going to be there for him if he needs help, you know? It's, it's a friendship and, you know, people commit mistakes and we always, we all, we all um, can be forgiven for sure. Yep. That's how you bounce back from those mistakes. And there's 100%. no question. And that, and that should not strain your friendship. I'm happy you guys were able to, to talk it out. And thank you for, for sharing with us and, and our audience exactly how that went down. We got Jazz Chisholm coming your way right after this. All right. I got to tell you something that my former colleague at the network, longtime Rockies GM Dan O'Dowd is pioneering. It is called Win Reality, and it's virtual reality baseball and softball training. So I'm going to break down this game-changing training application. Youth players all the way up to your favorite pros like Judge and Goldschmidt and Yastrzemski, they're all using it, can now hop into VR with their Oculus Quest and load up one of Win Reality's eight unique training modes that focus on pitch recognition, timing at the plate, or taking simulated at-bats. With over 300 pitchers to choose from, consisting of youth, high school, collegiate, and even professional players, you'll never go a day without being challenged. Whether you're just getting into the sport, have already been playing, and want to elevate your game, Win Reality is definitely here for you. If you're a parent or a coach and you want your ball player to gain confidence at the plate, Win Reality is there for you. My friends at Win Reality are hooking it up for the show's viewers, so gain access for their application one month free using the code ROSE at checkout. I guarantee that you're going to be blown away by this system. That is Win Reality. The code is ROSE. So go check it out right now at winreality.com. We continue on with the Chris Rose rotation here on John Boy Media and Miguel Rojas, since you're going to be working so closely with today's guests throughout the uh, 2021 season. Why don't you do the honors and introduce him to everybody? Yeah, let me present you uh, who is going to be playing around the second base back this year. I'm I'm really, really excited about this kid, not just for the opportunity that it's going to be his uh, first opening day, first opportunity to play every day in the big leagues. But the work ethic that he's been putting on behind the scene has been amazing this offseason this, uh, off and spring training. So uh, I'm honored to present you my double play partner for 2021, Jazz Chisholm. Junior now, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be here. You know, thanks, Miggy, for the awesome introduction. You know, I appreciate you guys for having me on. And I'm just excited for this year to get started. You should be, man. Well, first of all, Jazz is not. Your, your full name. Give us the whole run. Man, that's long. <laughs> uh, but it's Jazrado, Prince Hermes, Chis- Arrington, Chisholm Jr. I have three middle names. So it's very Wait long. Wait a second. I heard Prince in there. So are, am I talking to royalty right now? Are you like no, literally a uh, prince? No, no, no. I'm not literally a prince. <laughs> that's just the name my grandma gave me because she wanted to add that in there from when I was a baby. So. She added that in there, and the rest is my dad's name. So, all right, 
But I it's like a long name. Is, is, is the prince, you know, like uh, and, and it goes it goes really good with him, you know, because uh, Jazz is the guy who always bring the swagger to the to the ball game, and uh, I mean he played with that kind of you know with that edge, and uh, I I think one of your shoes you have the prince, yeah. right? And yeah. I didn't know actually until today. Like I've been with this guy for a couple of years now, and I didn't know one of his middle names was a prince. It was Prince. So I mean, now, now I know why it's just the Prince, whatever, 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 Chisholm Junior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. There you go. So Jazz, you got traded from the Arizona Diamondbacks over to the Marlins for Zach Gallen, who is actually a recent guest here on the Chris Rose rotation as well. Do you remember the first time you met Miggy? Uh, yeah, it was at Marlin Stadium. I think it was at Marlin Stadium. I just got traded over, and I was coming to Marlin Stadium to do the Hurricane Dorian relief for the Bahamas. And that was the first time I met Miggy. And we talked a little bit, and he was like, hey, man, like, we traded for you for a reason because we wanted you here. And, like, from that day on, it was just like, me and him have been like this. He helped me work that same instructs. He came down after the season was done and worked out with me a little bit at shortstop. And I mean, like, I'll forever be grateful to have Miguel Rojas as the guy taking care of me uh, for my first steps in the big leagues. And let, let me tell you something. That, that first experience getting to meet Jazz, it, it, it was special because it's, it wasn't just um, just Jazz, the shortstop that, uh, that got the opportunity to get traded to us, you know? maybe the future shortstop in the organization and all that. But this kid is already trying to help his community. You know, he's in Miami helping uh, people back back home in Bahamas. And I know how important that is because I'm coming from Venezuela. You know, it's special when you helping people uh, in your country. So I, I was really happy to see that not just from Jazz, but from another prospects, Ian Lewis. They came to Marlins Park. They introduced him to the fans, but uh, they were helping people. So it's pretty, pretty special when you're coming from a different uh, part of the United States and start doing stuff like that. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's so mature for a kid that's in his early 20s. Um, but Jazz, was it, were you, listen, I, I've known Miggy for a few years now. He's one of the sweetest guys I've ever met. I'm not talking about baseball. I'm talking about life in general. Was there a part of you that was a little anxious because here you are, the shortstop, the young shortstop that's going to be the future of the team. But here you are, talking to Miguel Rojas, who is the current shortstop. You never know how that stuff's going to go, Jazz. Right. And like like I said, like when I met Miggy, it was just that he was so kind-hearted to help me. And tell, like his first words were basically like, hey, you're going to help this team one day. It could be that you're going to be the future shortstop or you could be playing second base or any other position. But like he just took me in and it just helped me. Like he's so genuine on and off the field that it just it's just so easy to go out there or talk to him and at any time you know about life or baseball miggy though you know you know when you get yeah when you get in your 30s man they're looking to replace you in this sport you know that 100 man and and you know what this is this is the thing so the beauty about baseball you know when i got to the big leagues uh i i got there when a lot of guys have a couple of years under their belt, you know, like I got there when Henley Ramirez was uh, in, in his 30s and Juan Rive and guys like that, you know, and you, I mean, you start realizing that uh, this, this game is going to continue to go forward and continue to get moving, you know, and uh, one day you're not going to be playing short, but uh, you're, you're going to be helping others getting better, you know, and that's one of my, my things. Like 
I got to the big leagues and I wasn't an everyday shortstop. I was a player that plays different positions, you know? And when you got a guy like Jazz with all the talent that he brings to the table, who can run, who can hit for power, who's going to continue to develop his, his hitting abilities, who can really play shortstop, but, you know, he's able to play another position right now early in his career. But I got to, I got to the big leagues being an everyday player, a, a, a utility guy, not being an everyday player. So I told Jazz, hey, bro, if you're ready to play shortstop, I'm able to move to any other position because I know how to play like any other position. So now he's going to be my double play partner playing second. Who knows what's going to happen three years from now? You know what I mean? Hopefully we can both be in this organization winning championships and that's what it, what it matters, right? Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. So uh, you are from the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. How does a kid from the Bahamas become a fan of baseball? Uh, my grandma played professional softball, so she really got me into baseball. You know, and that's why I feel like she always named me her prince because when I was born, I was her youngest grandson, and she was just, like, coming out of so- professional, like, softball. So she would be around more <clears throat> and she retired in like her sixties. I don't know. Like she was 60 when she like stopped actually like playing like slow pitch softball at the end of her career. But like when she started, like stopped playing, it was more of like time with the kids and her grandkids. And I was the youngest one at the time. And she would always take me to the field every Saturday, Sunday, Friday, and we'd go hit baseballs, play catch, run around the bases, everything that, you could possibly try to do on a baseball field we do and i mean it just made me fall in love with the game you know just going and after games going sitting down watching the marlins game or watching the yankees game which one whichever one was on in the bahamas after and just talking baseball with my grandma you know it was just it made me fall in love with it just because she loved it so much so it made me love it even more wait a second now let me let me let me ask you a question here now mm-hmm. that you like you made it to the big list, right? Like you're you're here, and uh, now is your focus or or your goal to be the best Bahamian player that I ever played the game, so you can honor your uh, your grandma? Um, I so I made a deal with my grandma when I was younger, and like, cause she she's always a person that's very spiritual, and she would always say like, one day I'm gonna be gone, so keep on going, you know. And I always made a deal and I said, well, you got to keep pushing until I get that Hall of Fame plaque because that's all I want to be is like be a Hall of Famer. So <clears throat> I know we don't have any Bahamian Hall of Famers yet and I and I want to be one. Uh, I think the closest we got is probably like Andre Rogers the mo- and like he's probably the best player out of the Bahamas so far, which I'm planning on breaking that. But definitely want to become a Hall of Famer before my grandma's time, you know, just to show her that her baby made it. All right. So when you told her that you are the opening day second baseman for the Miami Marlins, <laughs> what was her reaction? Uh, where's my ticket? <laughs> 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 so where's my ticket? And I was like, I'm sending it right now. So she'll be here on opening day for sure. That's awesome. That's so look, awesome. I- great, great, great to know about that, that your family is going to be here. That is awesome. They definitely will. Um, I, I need to I need to circle back though. You said she was still playing softball in her sixties. Yeah, I mean like slow pitch softball. But still, not like, I mean, yeah, she could still hit a little bit, you know. Like she's really athletic. That that she was playing still like until she was up to sixty is probably her last year. But like she could still like she goes on jogs right now. She's like seventy eight, 
and she still goes on like jogs and and stuff like that so I don't know she could probably go out there and teach me still something with the bat you know she's always calling me and telling me how to hit <laughs> but she, she probably could still go out there and throw me BP or anything honestly that's awesome. that is awesome that's awesome that's awesome for sure so Miggy what is it like when uh when Jazz watch walks into the clubhouse because you, you can say I mean I love the hair I love the bling he's got the great smile but he's still just a kid so what is it like when he's walking in yeah well he he, he he can he can tell you that it's not every single day it's not easy on him in the clubhouse with a lot of veteran players that we have you know uh we have a lot of guys on him every single day and one of them is Jesus Aguilar you know and he get that tough love from 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 Aggie Aggie is kind of not not really like letting him uh, feel comfortable right away. You know, like you have you have to earn your stripes. And we know like, hey, Aggie is one of the guys that he always tell him, hey, hey, just keep those change out. You know, like I, we want your personality yeah. here. But at the same time, you need to know that, I mean, it's not going to be easy to stay in the big league. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a it's a balance that we're trying to keep on jazz, you know, because uh, he's a guy full of energy, full of swag. And we don't want to lose that. But at the same time, I think he's getting a lot of tough love from 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 a couple of the guys for sure, right? A hundred percent, Aggie. <laughs> Jesus Aguilar, hundred uh, percent. He definitely is the one with the tough love. You know, uh, walk in and he'd always be like, "Hey, like I want to see your chains." And then as soon as it's like I take a pitch and I look like I get a little frustrated, he's like, "Hey, it's not gonna be easy. Swing the bat." Like it's just like he's always on me and he always shows me like the right way. And if I don't go around it the right way, he'll let me know. Miggy will let me know. And, and we'll fix it right away. But, you know, it's always fun when I walk through the clubhouse. I'm wearing something out of the way, something light, something bright, something colorful. I'm going to wake up everybody if it's in the morning. It's, it's going to be loud and fun. 100%. Hey, can you tell the people what's the, what's the bet that you got with Aggie this year? <laughs> so the bet with Aggie, really is that I was hitting in the cage and I hit like a pop-up to the top of the cage. And he said that in the first two months that I'm going to hit 185 with five home runs with that, that swing. And I said, all right, I'll take that bet. And I will hit 300 with at least 15 to 20 by then. I'll get him. But that's just my, that's my standard, you know? So me and him have that big significant difference. You know what I mean? But so like then, he he's the one that keeps me pushing. Here's the thing: like Aggie is trying to 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 make Jazz to cut his swing off a little bit, with, especially with two strikes. You know, like in the mm -hmm. big leagues, you're gonna get exposed. You know, and mm -hmm. these guys, if you got this big big swing that you're, I mean, it's gonna look good in the cage and in in BP. You know, you're gonna hit those balls out of the ballpark in the second deck. But I understand what Aggie is trying to do behind all all of this. You know, he's trying to make mm -hmm. a young kid understand that when he's short and quick to the ball, he's going to get more results. So there you go. I think the bet is not, it's not that you're going to hit 185 mm -hmm. if that you, you say that you was going to hit more homers than him by the end of the year, right? Oh, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. Wait, wait, wait hold, yeah. hold on. That too, because yeah. Jesus could swing it a little bit, man. That's, that's all right. I trust myself. I and trust guess, myself. Guess what happened? After that happened in the morning, Aggie went to the game and went three for three, three for three <laughs> with a double, a homer, and a base hit. And he was a, a triple shot of the cycle. It's it really hard, was. Brother. It's going to be hard. It was. 
And I was assuming, <laughs> I was just a little one for three, you know. I was like, I'll take this day. You can have this day. <laughs> hey, so Jazz, are you a shit talker or no? Only when it comes to me, really. Like, when it comes to me, I'm never going to back down from any challenge. As soon as you tell me something, I'm like, all right, we're on go. But, like, if I'm if I'm not, like, already being talked to, I'm not going to start it. But I'm there. I'm going to be there cheering everybody on. And then if someone rolls over, I might put a little cocoa crisp in there somewhere, you know, a little fly out or something. <laughs> just to make a little joke or something. But, like, it's just it's just a lot of fun. And I love playing with these guys. I don't feel like I would have got this atmosphere anywhere else. Oh, I love it, dude. I love your personality. It's all you, you keep being you, you, you do you. So I'm curious, how do you decide the dye job on the hair? Does it change? Um, we will see opening day. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. First, 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 first thing first, you know, like, Hey, I need to know beforehand, what are you going to do with that hair? Because I, I mean, I, Sandy I'm asked. probably not going to be Sandy asked for it. Well, Sandy asked for it. Sandy asked for it. Let's, uh, okay, so, here we go. I mean, so I, Sandy I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing already that it's going to be something like blue or something like that, you know? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Hopefully it looks good, uh, man. Hopefully it looks good because... Hey, you, not, you ever seen me look bad? Already. You've never seen me look bad, Miggy. Come on. Well, well, yeah. Come you're on. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, actually, you know, Miggy, I don't know if you've seen his, his model layout that we've had. Have you seen, actually, you know, the... I mean, yeah. the man has been on magazine covers. <laughs> what do you, I mean, Miggy, you're a guy that likes your style as well. What do you think? Yeah, I don't, I, I, oh. I got nothing to say, but I got to say, if, uh, if I'm making the magazine, Jazz wouldn't be on it, you know? Wow. That's my personal, that's my personal thing, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, that looks good right there, you know? Like, I'm happy for him, but uh, my own magazine, I don't think Jazz will be on it. Look, Look at that. That, that, Look that, at picture, that. that picture looks good that right there. That, that picture looks good. It's just, I mean, I just, I, I would have, I would have waited until like you, like a couple of years, like down the road and I'll put you on my magazine. All yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll Whatever take that. It is. I'll you take know? that. But what do I have to do this year to get on your magazine? Well, you know, you know what you need to do. Just All do right, your say job. Less. Stay healthy the whole year. Help us get to the playoff. That's that's all. That's all I'm asking about. You know what I mean? And then you can be in all the magazines that you can and you want from this 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 time moving forward. So so Chris, I'm hearing if we go and kill it this year, the Marlins go kill it this year. That I'm gonna be on the face of Miggy's magazine. Is basically what yeah. we're saying. Deal. That's my that's my bet right there. I heard it. I'm just saying. I, I heard it. Five. So if, if listen, Miami's got amazing shopping. I mean, my wife has been running credit cards down there ever since the Super Bowl was down there a few years ago. Um, I'm still getting charged. So if we were going out on a shopping spree and you were going to help me get swaggy, what would we do? Oh, I mean, <clears throat> we can definitely go down downtown Miami, go to the design district. And we could literally go crazy down there. It's crazy down there with the swag, the shopping, a little bit of a Louis Vuitton, a little bit of Stussy, you know, and some, some some Jordans, some Air Max. I could put you in some drip, man. I could put you in some drip. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. 
I, I, I agree with him because in Miami, you know, like you have to, you have to look good, man. Uh, every, every, but you gotta, you gotta keep the, the wallet open. That's, that's, yeah. that's a big thing, you know? Yeah. Keep working hard, man. Mm-hmm. How, how old are you? I just turned 23. And so you came to the, you came to the Diamondbacks in 2015, right? Mm-hmm. So you were a teenager, just like Miggy when he came here from Venezuela. Yep. Were you terrified when you came over here? No, because I already was playing high school in Kansas. And my I have a lot of family that lives in Florida already. So, like, I was always in the U.S., in and out, playing tournaments and doing all my things to try and get as scouted or recruited from any team by then. Uh-huh. So it wasn't really terrifying because I was always on the road, mostly, like, not even with my parents. So it was already, like, I felt like it was just time, you know, to really go out there and do my own thing. You went from the Bahamas to Kansas? Right. Tell me about it. Come on. What was that like? Tell me about it. (laughs) Tell me about it. I'm talking about snow in May. Like, first year snow in may and it was Have you terrifying. even been to kansas miggy i well i i went to kansas one time to play against the royals but it was a three-game series that's not kansas summer. that's not kansas that's, that's missouri kansas. that's missouri okay what, what are you guys talking about then what 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 part of kansas <laughs> the state wichita, the state kansas. Or something like that? wichita. Yeah. wichita yeah okay yeah yeah i was close, I, I was close to go to wichita maybe one year because uh the marlins were supposed to go there for a triple a team you know before mm-hmm. all the pandemic hits and everything, our yeah. team is supposed to be in Wichita. So uh, I think I was going, I was going to make a trip there, so uh, to open the ballpark, you know, like I mean, for the fans and stuff like that. But that was the closest that I got to that. that state That's my Kansas. stomping grounds. Really? That's my stomping grounds. Oh, yeah. you was I, you probably was going to be there like the, the last year, like the big time, you know, last year. Trust me, Triple The stadium already had opening day sold out. For you? Wow. I went to high school there and I was doing really well out there. So <laughs> like, the, now you didn't know. So now yeah, are you like a Kansas Jayhawks fan and stuff? <clears throat> in college no, hoops, no. rock chalk, and <laughs> no, oh, 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 you're putting your head down. Why? Whoa. Why? Did I hit a strike a nerve? Not. Yeah, you struck a nerve. Definitely not a, a rock chalk. I'm a Kansas City uh Chiefs fan because I went to a lot of the football games. Okay. When I was younger, but I would not say I'm a Jayhawk fan or uh, the Shockers or the Wildcats. I wasn't really – I was always on a baseball team, looking at baseball teams. So I was more a University of Florida fan growing up. Got it. What about individual players, like baseball-wise or teams? You mentioned you, you'd watch the Yankees and Marlins growing up in the Bahamas. Uh, but were there guys that uh, – In 2010, I think – I met Hanley when he was with the Marlins coming up Hanley in 2010. Ramirez. And I wore his batting gloves in the Little League World Series game that I played. The Hanley, like, HR2 batting gloves, the Florida Marlins one that he used to have. Mm-hmm. I used to wear those when I was coming up in Little League. I wore those. I got those from him. The one time I came to the Marlins Stadium when I was, when I was like, 12 in the Little League World Series. Jeter was one of them. Ken Griffey Jr. was another one. Uh, Cano was one. It was, it was more like Carlos Gonzalez, like the lefties with the smooth swing was always like 
the guys that I would, would watch and like to imitate and Jeter because he was like the best shortstop in the game. So that's all I wanted to watch. Like someone make plays at shortstop. And when you met your boss, <laughs> when I met my boss, uh, it was actually kind of cool. I was just like, dang, this is Derek Jeter. And I feel I've met him before because of Anton Richardson, who's also from the Bahamas. So I've met him before, but it was like, oh, you just told me you just traded for me. Dang, that's cool. But now I got to go play baseball. So can you tell me how you got where you're at so I can be there? <laughs> did you did like, your hands sweat a little bit? When no. You, well, because mine was sweaty. When I when I got to meet when I got to meet Derek, you know, like I couldn't help him, man. Like I mean, it's a big deal. I was playing shortstop, you know. You might you might wasn't that that you know. I don't know, man. I, I, was, I was just exciting. I was getting ready for a game, and he just like snuck up behind me while I was hitting BP. He was like, "What's going on?" And I was just like, "Oh." He's like, "Well, you know, I traded for you, so I had to come see you." <laughs> oh, there's Derek. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was just like, oh, wow, nice to meet you again. And he was like, again, and I was telling him about the time I met him when I was with Anton mm -hmm. in the Bahamas when I was 12. Again, all of this, this 12-year-old year in 2010, they had so many events in the Bahamas to do with, like, baseball and Jordan and Jeter. And I, Jeter was with Jordan, so he came down to the event. CC went down there, Johnny Damon. It was like a big Yankees softball Jordan event type thing, celebrity softball game. But... It was actually like it was exciting. The first thing I really wanted to ask him is like how, like just make, just tell me how to be a Hall of Famer. I'm gonna do it. Like that's all I really want to do. <laughs> like oh, that's teach all. Me it. Like that's all I really want to do. So do you have Derek's number? Because Miguel's got it in his phone. Yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> uh, Derek is a man. Derek is a is a, a, a guy. guy. You know, like really, uh, he's is when when he say my doors are open, is that he means that. You know, like he uh, he cares about his players. He care about the the all the personnel that he have, and he's always available, man. Like, hey, he's a he's literally a phone call away. You know, like even if you don't see you don't see him every day at the around the clubhouse. He he respect the clubhouse a lot, man. He's He knows what it takes to be a, you know, an everyday player. And so for, for some players, you know, like it's, sometimes it's, it's tough because you don't want to see your owner walking around the, the locker room. You know, that, that's going to put a lot of pressure on some players because uh, they don't want to see like who's making the decisions on, on top, just walking around and seeing mm -hmm. everybody in the, in, the, in the locker room. And like he knows, you know, he knows better. He plays over 20 years and uh, he knows that that's, that's, your, that's your house. And you have to respect that. And, and that's a guy who's like, he's really respectful with that, but he's always open to talk to anybody, man. Well, Jas can tell you like how it is, man. That's awesome. Walk straight into the office. <laughs> open so, door, walk in. Exactly. You know, listen, you don't get, uh, you know, stars in your eyes when you see Derek Jeter, in part because you're rep by Rock Nation. So I saw some pictures. <laughs> I saw you hanging out a little over a year ago. Chance the Rapper, all that. Now, for a guy who just oozes swag, was this a big deal or not? I mean, it was kind of a big deal going there. You know, it was a official, official like, Grammy party before the Grammys. Uh, but it was, like, it was actually cool to go there. You know what I mean? It was cool to go there and hang around with the people that are 
just like us and they're very approachable you know what i mean like it's not like they're gonna tell you no or anything like you could sit down you could talk to them you could like have a drink with them if you want like eating the little things that they have at those parties you know the little cheese and stuff like you know <laughs> i'm not used to it yet let me get used to it <laughs> but I just call them little things, but like it's the, like everybody's very approachable. Like you get to meet like people like Rihanna was there and Beyonce and Jay Z. All those guys were there. It's just and you could stand and talk to them and Diddy and all those guys. It's just it was just cool to just be around people that like how people think of me and Niggy Rowe. Like we're normal people, just like how they are. You know, like I talked to a couple of them and they're like, "Yeah, man, you could just call me anytime." Like you wouldn't believe whose number I got in my phone. Like it's crazy. Making you, you know, jealous? No, well, I I I, uh, I got to opportunities like that, but uh, maybe with Latin Latin uh, stars, you know, like I got to know Mark Anthony, I got to know uh, guys like in that, like you know, elite level, and like he say, man, is they're they're the same, you know, same same kind of personality, you know, like always open to know. Uh, I mean, we as a baseball players, they probably look at us at the same level as as mm -hmm. them, right? But uh, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, like they 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 wanted to come to our games and we wanted to go to their shows. You know what I mean? So we create a really good relationship there, and uh, it's always amazing when when you have the opportunity to uh, well, uh, like this guy Anuel, right? I always like see him around in Miami, and I invite him to my games. He invite me to one of his concerts. So and I I know his brother like really personally, and uh, like we had dinners together and stuff like that. You know, and you get to the point where like kind of nothing surprise you anymore. You know, like it's going to be really, really hard to, to for, for something to surprise you. So you start like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard when you lose that feeling of like some something is not surprise is not surprising to you anymore. You know, when you meet people like uh, at your level or, or, or what. The only thing is different tax bracket. There's some yeah. serious cash walking around that room. I'm just telling you. Different world, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Different world. Just want to let you definitely. Know. Hey, uh, so you mentioned you've always had baseball in the brain, but I did see on your Instagram. How tall are you? Right now, I'm five eleven and a half, six foot. Okay, I saw you throwing down. I saw you throwing down. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh huh. That's in hey, jeans man. and designer shoes. That's jeans and designer shoes right there. You need to see me in some shorts. So you're saying you're saying there's more to this. Oh, yeah. That's just a little something for the kids that was watching that I went there to talk to that day. That was in Arizona. We went to a boys and girls club and just talking to them. And one of the kids just was like, hey, you play baseball, but can you dunk? And I, he was, and I was like, yeah, I can dunk. He was like, well, you're a little bit too short to be dunking. And I was like, I can dunk in what I'm wearing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm wearing jeans and these heavy designer shoes, but I could still put on some. I could get up there a little bit. So I just went and did it. And they caught it on camera. So I was like, okay. Like, I could do that. Good for good for you, man, because I that's that's one of my biggest dreams, you know? Like, go out there and dunk. It's, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a basketball fan, and I love playing basketball, but I, I can barely touch the ring, you know? <laughs> it's it's crazy how these guys can do it. I don't know. I don't know how, how they're so athletic. Have you seen Monte Harrison doing oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Monte definitely can dunk. Like, he's <laughs> putting down between the legs, windmill. I can windmill. There's one on my Instagram with me windmilling. <laughs> 
I think. Yeah, you gotta it's see like Kendris, a you gotta yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta look it up, man. Go go on YouTube and and look up uh Monte Harrison, Monte Harrison from uh basketball high basketball school highlights, high man. school. Wow. High school, he was dunking on people. Oh my goodness. So he's the best because in every clubhouse I've ever walked into, there's always an argument about who's the best hooper. Is he he's the best one on yeah. the Marlins? Yeah, I yeah. can give that to him. I can yeah. give that to him. He's, he's gotta be the best hooper, yeah. A hundred percent. And his brother playing the league too. So and his brother plays in the league, yeah. Wait, who's his brother? Shaquille Harrison. Shaquille Harrison. The things you learn on the Rose rotation. This is good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, after this, you got you got your homework, you know? I did mine. No. Now you have to do yours. For next know. next episode, you need to okay. check it out. Monte Harrison highlights. There you go. See, but here's the deal. Our our editor extraordinaire, Rob Scirocco, is so good, he's already put it in this episode. So he will have helped us out. That's okay. Robbie's like <laughs> he's the guy I, I cheat off his paper, so he he can do my homework. For me. <laughs> All right. So jazz couple of things before you go. Um, I'm going to call this little segment. It's called going fishing because I, I'm, um, I can't come up with a better title. So uh, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions uh, about some teammates and you guys will each answer. So jazz will start with you and then Miguel, you'll follow uh, the player on the Marlins who needs the most help with their wardrobe. Jorge Alfaro. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I knew he was going to his favorite. He's crazy. I was th I was thinking about it. I wanted I want him to go first. But I mean Jorge Alfaro, it's not about it's not about what like what he wears. I think what he wears is is fine. It's just mm -hmm. like you you will see Jorge Alfaro wears uh sweatpants and a hoodie in Miami when it's like 95 degrees, you know? And a and a beanie. And a beanie. And a With pair the mask of sunglasses. covering all the way. Man, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell like you. No man. skin. It's... No skin showing. In, in Miami. So, yeah, he needs some help, you know, like picking the clothes that he wears in the morning, you know? Like, you know, he needs to check the weather channel. Or the weather like every day. So, same when we go Basically. on the road. When we go on the road, he goes crazy with uh, the, the suits and the hat. I don't know, man. And his suits do look great. But, like, just some days it'd be too hot to be wearing all them stuff. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Check that channel. Call Mike Trout. Mike Trout knows all about weather, so he could just call him. Okay. All right. Which which pitcher, Jazz, thinks he could actually make it as an everyday ball player? On our team? San oh, Sixto Sanchez. Sixto Sanchez. Why? I kinda I kinda agree. Think? I kinda agree with him, Rev. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Why? Why you think Sixto? I mean, Sixto is the only pitcher that I feel like will come in VP and try to take ground balls at shortstop with me every time. Like, he wants to turn double plays. When the PFPs, the pitcher fielding practices, you see him take ground balls. He's like, I got the quick hands. And then he like, flip it over. Like, I mean, he does have a good glove, but he really thinks he could be an everyday shortstop. I agree. I agree. I, I, see, I seen Sixto taking grounders and uh, fielding his position. And for a guy who looks like him, you know, like he doesn't look like a, like a guy who can move really well. He moves really well, you know, like under under that body is a really good hands and really good uh, quick body. But I got to say, Anthony Bass, the guy that we just got, I know he's a reliever, but uh, first thing before he even say hi to me, he came to me and say, hey, Miggy, can I have one of your bats? Bro, what do you want a bat for? If you're hitting, in a, if, if you're hitting in one of our games, I mean, she hit the fan. 
because I, I mean it's not gonna be a good situation because we don't have anybody else. You need to hit in the like in the bottom of the ten or something like that because you have to throw three innings. You know what do you need a bat for? But yeah, I mean I, I'm messing with you guys. He's he's a he's a guy who I think he can. You know, he think he can hit and he can he can help us offensively too. Yeah, it might it might be another one of those twenty nine to ten games, and y'all just have to kind of get through it. Could be oh, one exactly. of those. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. We'll move on. Last one: the teammate most likely to be found hanging out at the Clevelander during a game on a day that he's not scheduled to play. Who is that, Jazz? Jazz Chisholm. <laughs> <laughs> hundred percent. Here we go. Here we like, go. Just, just being just just breaking something. breaking on writing rules. That's uh, <laughs> that's what that's what he do. Uh, oh my goodness! I'm gonna give it to you, man. Yeah, that's it's you. Yeah. You know, one day that Donny, the only the, let's say the first day that Donny told him, "Hey, Jazz, you're not playing tomorrow. You know, we're gonna give you a little rest here." Okay, Jazz is in the <laughs> Clevelander. <laughs> Gone. So. I guess the Marlins are lucky that you don't play left field because you'd be in there peeking through the wall the entire time, wouldn't you? Uh, 100%. What do you mean? I'm definitely back there like, hey, anybody back here? Like, I'm <laughs> back there 100% every day. Oh, to be 23. I know. So nice. <laughs> Jazz, you've been awesome. Um, we also play a little game. Uh, it's time right now to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. So we've got uh, five different topics. On the wheel. Here we go. You guys can each answer. And today it is get up here. Okay. So uh, that is the call to the big leagues. How did it happen? Jazz, we'll start with you. And then, Miguel, you can follow up. Oh, my call to the big leagues. I was at the alternate site. And it was September 1st. Jonathan VR just got traded. And I was playing at the alternate site. <clears throat> and they called me and they're like they called me in the office and I just had a good game and like they're just like they already called me in the office like five times this week so I was just like oh they're just probably gonna tell me keep on doing what I'm doing I'm doing great like they always have so I just like drag drag into the office and they're like go like hey go pack your stuff you got to be in Miami in an hour and I was like what I'm like what do you mean he's like this is your call so enjoy it love it and like from there i was like calling 25 people at the same time like you know how facetime you could add a lot of people to calls i was like (laughs) one on this ipad like 25 on this phone like this other phone gotta put another 25 and i told everybody at the same time while i was packing up my locker trying to get to miami in like an hour and a half before everybody started practicing anybody cry No, uh, maybe my grandma. That's the only tear I probably can see. My grandma and my mom. My little sister, too, surprisingly, that she nice. cried. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. It was exciting. Maggie? Yeah, when I, I, was, in, I, was, uh, I was going actually to, uh, to Seattle to play against in, in Tacoma to play in a AAA game. So, uh, uh, you know, in AAA, you always like fly really early in the morning. So I've been up like since. 4 a.m. in the morning, we took the fly from uh, Albuquerque to Tacoma. So I was playing for the Dodgers at the time. And uh, when we got there, we got to the hotel. So, you know, we always like line it up to wait for the keys to, to pick up the keys. And the manager of that team 
um, at the time just it came it came to me when I was waiting for my kids and he told me hey you gotta you gotta follow me we go to my room well I mean I I, I was expecting something else like just say I was I wasn't expecting the call at all at that time you know like I didn't know what was going on um he was probably to tell me, hey, I'm probably going to start playing a little bit more in another position because I was playing all over the field. Well, uh, to, to make it short, I went in the elevator with him. I followed him to his uh, room. And right there, he, he, there, there he, he gave me the, the news that I was going to the big leagues that night because uh, someone else got hurt. So he, he actually did it that way because nobody could have could have known because he, he was a move to be made, you know, at the time. And uh I mean, he told me to keep it to keep it quiet between my teammates. You know, they don't wanna they don't want anybody to know. But I mean, I was really excited, and that was the way that I that it came. I I went to my room. Uh, Jock Peterson was my my roommate at the time, and Jock was already sleeping because uh, we got there around eleven, and our bus to the field was at two thirty. So uh, he was already sleeping. I wake him up and I. I told him, hey, you can't tell this to anybody, but I just got called up to the big list, man. I'm so happy. That's why I, I need to I need to pack my stuff. And I called my grandmother, my wife, and uh, people that I love, my agent. And uh, I told them that I was going to the big list, the closest people that I could or I could have told. But uh, one of the 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 most like hap the happiest news that I got in my life for sure. It's <laughs> awesome. Did did Jack just roll over or did he give you a big old hug? No, I mean he 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 was happy for me, you know. He gave me he gave me a hug, but he was he was so worried about uh, catching this nap to be ready for the game at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome, Jazz. Um, boy, it was great getting to know you, man. I, I wish you the best of luck. You've got you're in good hands with your double play partner here, uh, but of course, you know when you're here as part of the Chris Rose rotation, you don't leave empty-handed. So, Don, tell him what he won. Jazz, for being a guest on the Chris Rose Rotation, you get to choose a pair of Jordans from Miguel Rojas's wardrobe collection. They're yours to keep, or at least to rent. Enjoy. What? <laughs> Thank you. Hey, congrats, Thank you. I'm congrats, excited. Congrats. Just, just let me know. Just let me know what kind of what what pair of Jordan you want, and uh, I'll 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 give it to you for like a week or something like that. I'm gonna wear them every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of every day. Jazz, you're a great kid, you man. Keep, thank keep you having guys fun and me. keep smiling, man. And don't forget, more homers than Jesus, okay? I want to wear him out when I see him. <laughs> hey, we, I got hey, you. We, we, we got we to gotta bring him as a guest if that happens, you know, by September or, or something like that when we're doing something for the playoff. We yeah. bring Jesus Aguilar here. Hopefully something like 35 to 37 or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I take that. If if that happened from those two guys, man, we're we're moving forward for sure. Great. For Thanks, sure. Jazz. What a great kid, man. He is. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. oozes confidence, but he's so likable. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's special because uh, so everything that he say, he back it up with actions too. You know, uh, he's not just that uh the 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 talks talks talks, but uh, he don't he don't go out there and work. That's why it's it's not it's not hard to root for him and you know, like want him to do good, you know. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a special a special key that we got there. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, as we've been doing our second turn through the rotation, we've had each player breaking down a different division in which they do not play. So today you are going to break down the National League Central. Are you ready, my man? Let's Ooh. do it. What is it? Was that a beer? Yeah. Cerveza. 
a little cerveza here. Oh, okay. We don't have to say what kind unless unless we end up getting a good sponsorship out of it. Hopefully, hopefully we can get the sponsorship. You know, I'm just on that high quality H2O diet because you know I still oh, yeah. lose a few pounds. Nice. You know? Good for you, man. Good for you. Keep it up. I'm I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to still be sexy after 23 and a half years of marriage, you know. That's There's, that's I've, the best, that's the best thing that you can do, man. I, I apologize to my wife every day when she wakes up and looks at me. <laughs> every single day that you that is, she, she get to see you in the morning, like waking oh. up. Because she's, listen, uh, my wife is a wonderful person. Hopefully one of these days you'll get a chance to meet her in person. Hopefully. She's also just, she's just beautiful. She's, she takes such good care of herself and she right. eats right. And she exercises every day and she looks great. And I look like this. No, just, no. I mean, I'm she's other, other than, other than being happy. I, I gotta say that she's, uh, she's really, really, uh, rich in love because, uh, I can, I can tell that you, you take care oh. of her. Even the the way that that you think you look, but you look great, and uh, I uh, you're a you're a special man, man. You're a, you're a great human being, man. You're gonna make you're gonna make me cry. Oh, that. Man. All right, let's get to the National League Central before I start tearing up and let's need to talk it. to my therapist afterwards. All right, first question: Does adding Nolan Arenado make the Cardinals the team to beat in this division? Man, I don't know. I don't I don't know if Nolan is gonna be enough for for these guys to take care of the the central. I I think uh, a cardinal situation with the outfield kind of scares me there a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, you know we we've been playing against the Cardinals in spring training a lot, and you're seeing uh, you're seeing their relievers. You have to you have to count on on these guys in the back end of the bullpen. You know, um, I don't know how Hicks is gonna be after the the injury. He didn't pitch much in spring training. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I still believe in the Cubs, to be honest with you. I think the Cubs mm. are going to be good in that division. I, I see something there that, is, uh, that not a lot, of, uh, a lot of teams have, which is confidence and a group that's been playing together for a, for a little while. And they have something to prove. So I, I, I don't think the Cardinals are, are going to – it's going to be so easy for them to take the division like everybody's expecting. I love the Arenado trade just because I hate – talking about what was going on in Colorado. I think that was so terribly mismanaged on both sides. I didn't like it. So I like that he's on in a new place and in a great city and all that sort of stuff. I'm actually going with the Brewers. I obviously love the back end of that bullpen with Williams and Hayter. And I don't think Hayter was great last year in a shortened season. I think he will be better. Um, I actually like their rotation. Yeah, the rotation is not bad. I, I think they got a pretty good answer over there. Yeah, don't, I mean, don't you know, guys. yeah, yeah, you know, Woodruff and Corbin and Hauser's not bad either. And then you get some veterans at the back end of that rotation. You know, it's always the if question. Guys mm-hmm. can stay healthy when you're talking about veterans, particularly a guy like Brett Anderson, who has never been healthy, but is, you know, he's got that awesome curveball and yeah. all that sort of stuff. If they can just get some innings out of the four and five spot, I think they'll be OK. So I think it'll yeah. be interesting. I think it's going right. to be an interesting division for sure. Yeah. No question. Next one. Better chance of a bounce back year. Former MVP and your former teammate Christian Yelich or Javier Baez. Yeah, I think I think Yelich 100% uh because uh not nothing against Javi. Javi I think is a player that he's going to be, but it doesn't matter if Javi hit 200. He's going to find some ways to help the team win, you know. And that's why that's why I don't I don't really care about what Javi hits for average. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, man, Jelic is a sub, like way better hitter than what he chose last year. You know, he was struggling a lot uh, at the beginning of the year. He was striking out a lot, and that's not him. You know, 
for me, I, Christian Jelic is going to return to his uh, to his MVP caliber seasons. You know, he, uh, playing in, in Milwaukee uh, for a full year is going to help him. And, and going away from his division is going to help him too. You know, playing on other teams, not just the, mm. the same couple teams every single day. You know, uh, well, we have to play. We have to play a lot of the same guys last year. And um, that was that was tough for for hitters. But at the end of the day, I think Jelic is going to bounce back and he's going to have a he's going to have one of the one of the great years that, that, that he used to have for sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you here. Uh, first of all, Baez is not going to have a 599 OPS. We know that's not going to happen. He's going happen. to be better. And I don't know exactly what has transpired since he finished second in the MVP voting. His play has dipped a little bit. I don't know if it's because of the lack of a contract extension or anything like that. And but he's going to be better, but yeah, I'm with you. And to me, the thing that was most surprising about Yelich was I saw a stat where it wasn't that he was chasing pitches. It's that he was missing pitches in the strike zone and guys that are that good usually don't do that. Right, Miguel? Yeah, that's a, that's a hundred percent. And I agree with you. I don't know what, what, what happened with Yelich last year, but uh, it has to be something technical. I think one of the things on his swing got off. And you know when you're playing 60 game season, you a season you're playing catch up. You know you mm-hmm. have no time to really uh, go into the cage and say, okay, I'm gonna give this a try for a couple of days. You're trying to you're trying to go, man. You're trying to make it to the playoffs. You're trying to help that team that day. And like I say, he was striking out way too much for the kind of hitter that he is. So that tells me that he was kind of searching for something on his swing that he did, didn't let him like be himself and he was missing a lot of pitches in the strike zone because like I say, I play with Jelish. I know the kind of hitter that he is and he's not a streaky hitter. He's going to be a guy who always going to find a way to get a hit or two every single day. And then when he, when he pick it up and put it together, he's going to, he's going to do damage. All right. Uh, next question. The NL central of course produced the Cy Young award winner, Trevor Bauer, who has since then moved on to the Dodgers. So the pitcher with the best chance of making it two in a row in that division in the Cy Young category, who do you think it is? Uh, you know who I think is going to end up winning a, a Cy Young is Hendricks from the Cubs. It's like kind of, really, yeah, I think he's going to be kind of like Greg Maddox kind of pitcher, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to win a lot of games for his club. Uh, he is going to end up having a low ERA. And he's going to be in the conversation. And I think it's going to be good for baseball to have a guy like him, like winning a... That's winning not, a, that's not a overpowering, award. right? It's not, not overpowering at all. But I, the, the guy know how to pitch. That's why the, the, the team having as, a, as an ace of that, uh, of that uh, um, starting rotation, and he's going gonna, gonna to start opening day. And he was game one pitcher for, uh, for the playoff last year. He pitched against us. We just, we just got to him later in the game, you know, in the seven. We scored a couple runs and we won the game to nothing. But uh, I mean, you could have seen the way that he pitched for that game. He didn't make any mistakes until like later in the game where we clip him with a double or something like that. Aggie hit a homer against the, against the reliever. There you go. We win, uh, we win to nothing. But that's the guy that I think he's going to, before the, his career's end, he's going to win a side jump. So what is it that makes him so difficult? When you say he doesn't make mistakes, are you constantly trying to outthink him? Is that what happens? No, he, the, the thing for me, the thing that he has is he got two pitches that it looks the same, but at the velocity is, is, is the gap on the velocity is way too, way too far. 
which is the fastball and the changeup. So he got this, this fastball who got a two-seamer action, which is like a sinker that he throw between 86 to 89. And then his changeup can go between 78 to 81, 76, something like that. So and the pitch look like exactly the same. It's the same action. You think it's a sinker, but it's a changeup. And when you think it's a changeup, end up breaking your back. So that's why it's really hard for to make an adjustment on this guy because he can make uh, the changeup and the fastball look the same. Plus, he got this, this curveball that he can use and he throws it for a strike every single time that he wants. So uh, that's, that's my thing about, about Hendricks. Uh, he's really good with the fastball and changeup combo. Very nice. Okay, good. By the way, just so I'm on the record, I think Brandon Woodruff's a guy that could win it this year. If he stays healthy, that guy's he's, he's really interesting. I, I enjoy watching him pitch. Last one. Would you rather slide down the slide at Miller Park, you know, the one that Bernie Brewer uses, or hang out for a day as a fan at Wrigley Field drinking cerveza in the bleachers? I will pound beers in, uh, in Wrigley. <laughs> By the 100%. way, 100%. We're looking at video of Tom Browning, former Cincinnati Red, who actually threw a perfect game. He went full uni, as you can see, outside of Wrigley. I think he ended up getting fined or something for that. But man, see, I would guy. love to see you in I would love to see you in full uni across the street in one of those, you know, one of those high rises the out there. Yeah. Man, up top. Tom, Tom Browning was my pitching coach in low A. And I remember that guy, man. He's wow. Unbelievable. It's wild, too. You know, like he. Like that, what you see there, imagine seeing like some kind of things like that every single day when you're like 17 years old in no way, you know, putting his like dipping in, dipping his mouth right, right here on his, on his <laughs> top lip. Crazy. But yeah, I, I will, I will take, uh, I will take Wrigley over the sliding on the, in Miller's Park. So uh, yeah, Wrigley is a great ballpark to go and play. And when you see those fans over there, the atmosphere is amazing. It doesn't matter if it's Monday if it's Thursday, if it's Sunday, I don't I know. Care. Like people, people really enjoy going there, and it's a, it's like a party every single day. How, speaking of parties, how good were Browning's stories? He must have had stories for days. Really, really good stories. But at, at the time, like like I said, you're like he's dealing with a lot of like youngsters, you know, like he's he's there uh, trying to trying to be a great pitching coach like he was, right? But at the end of the day, man, like the, the, the things that you see around the clubhouse, it make you like kind of um, appreciate that you got a guy like him around you uh, 140 games. Oh, my gosh. All right. Before we get out of here for the day, it's time to check in on Mrs. Rose's homework assignment. And I think Miguel did very well. So let's see what he did. So in the last episode, Chris gives me give me this homework that uh, that I needed to do. I needed to find someone who got a better sneaker connection than than I did, and uh, um, it's perfect because I have it in my own locker room. Gio Gonzalez, uh, he's a Jordan guy, and I want to show you guys how many pair of of cleats that I always dream to have. He have in his locker. Look at this. So Jordan 11s custom paint you know look at this the laces are ball green i love this color uh, look at this uh, clean just jordan ones all whites this stuff is uh, amazing so uh, so let me show you right here so these ones are the ones that i'm falling in love with 
This prayer is uh, from a couple years ago. He told me that for Father's Day, uh, amazing. I love the blue. This will go crazy with our colors in Miami. So uh, here it is. That's uh, that's the homework, and I found the perfect guy to show you. I talked to the teacher. A plus plus is what she gave you. I'm just Thank saying. You, Thank you, Miss Rosie. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's uh that's 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 what I did it. It was easier for me because uh I got the guy uh and the right guy right before he uh made his announcement that he was uh leaving leaving baseball because uh his body uh couldn't hold up with uh with mm -hmm. the with the mind, you know. What an amazing story with uh, with Gio getting the opportunity to uh to uh put the the jersey that that he always wanted to put on before he retired. So I mean, you you always like have to respect those guys who like give it give it all to the game of baseball before they go away. You know, mm -hmm. uh, congratulations, Gio! Thank you for for always being like a great, not just a teammate, but a guy who play for another team and he take take care of others too. You know, like you always talk to him and ask for, hey, where did you get those pair of shoes? And the next thing you know, in your locker, next day is a pair of a pair of cleats from Gio. You know. Amazing, amazing guy, great story. And I, I wish nothing but the best for him and his family going forward. Enjoy retirement, brother. Love you. That's cool. That's cool. Did he leave you a pair of cleats on the way out or anything? He gave me he gave me like three in spring training. So I'm really happy with that. And I'm gonna wear them this year. So uh stay tuned. You guys are gonna see it during the season. So you're not like a size 17 and he's like a size eight or anything. Like no, it was perfect. He's eleven, I'm oh. eleven, you know. I was uh, like I'm eleven. I will, I will send, I will send you some fire, you know, like, I mean, I will take care of my people, you know, like this show is not gonna, it's not gonna end up like with, without me taking care of you. And, you know, you're going to have to wear it with your shirt, you know, I already did it with a shirt. Now right. I'm going to put you on some stuff with, uh, with the shoes. I love it. Okay. So you ready for your next homework assignment? What is it? I'm here. I'm okay. Ready. So. Yeah, it's very easy. I don't even think you need to write this one down. Okay. Uh, before the next time we see you, you guys will be hitting um, the road, including a road trip to go visit the Mets and one of our rotation buddies, Trevor May. So while you're in the Big Apple, you just have to do something New Yorkish. That's okay. all. I mean, you know, maybe that could be hanging out with a, a peanut vendor, you know, getting a little video of that uh, outside of the hotel, just taking a look if you want to walk through central park and just take some video of it and that's a talk good idea. To some, yeah just you know do you like going to new york on the road trips because you do it three times a year yeah new york is not my favorite city uh mm. in united states to visit but uh because there's I, I don't like i don't like a lot of people in the at the same at the same time and you know walking mm. around i i'd rather go to san diego you know I'd rather go oh, to yeah. places like that where you can, yeah. you know, you can do a lot of different stuff. It's not that busy, you know, the vibes of the beach and stuff like that. It's more like Miami, you know, yeah. and I hate the cold weather. So I don't like oh. going there late in September or, or anything like that. So I'd rather stay in my, my room. I, I do, I do like some stuff from New York. The, I mean, so pizza and Italian restaurants and stuff like that is really good. Okay. So right. yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll give you something something really cool for there. 
Yeah, well, don't overthink your homework assignment, but we do want to push you to get uh, a little outside of your comfort zone. You know, like, you know, hey, that's okay. Maybe I just feel like lying in bed today, but because I've got my homework assignment, I don't want to disappoint Mrs. Rose. And so I'm going to just run out there for 15 minutes and do something New Yorkish. A hundred percent. If the COVID restrictions allow me, I will do it. Yeah, 100%. that's true. And by the way, we are, we're always about um, adjusting on the fly. You yeah. know, you, you gotta, sometimes you got to call an audible. So if you, if you have COVID restrictions, we appreciate that. Maybe instead you could dress up as a bellman and, and deliver luggage for an hour. It's or or I, might, I might give you a, a video from my phone from maybe I get a really nice uh, room. And I give you a, oh. a tour on my phone. So I don't see know. now that's inside thinking that's inside. The, that's what we you. love. I got you. I got you. It's creativity. Hey, listen, it was great uh, getting to meet your double play partner. Jazz, a fantastic kid. Um, season is off and running, my friend. We're ready for the marathon. Okay. And looking forward to play with this kid around second baseman this year. And uh, I mean, I'm way more excited than, than what you think I am for the season to start and, and show that uh, show everybody that the Marlins are here to stay, you know? I love it. Miguel Rojas of the Miami Marlins. We'll see you again in a few weeks here on the Chris Rose Rotation produced by John Boy Media. Big shout out to our guy working the board and editing extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco. Great job as always. All right, Miggy, stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, brother. See you soon.